Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Pastor John, thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, let's just all stay standing just for a minute. I know Pastor Tom was talking about how naughty he was eating so much food. I don't, none of, I was joking with Heidi, you know, because we hosted some people a few days prior to Christmas in these last few days. And I told Heidi when I saw all the food, I said, there's going to be enough for me to eat for 10 days, you know. I said, you've done way too much. But last night she was joking with me that we were out of food, so I think I've been a little naughty too, you know. I, you know, you eat till you're full and then you eat some more. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. This, this is though the feast. The feast really, spiritually speaking, is of the love of the Lamb of God. And Jesus has come. We have a good, good Father, like the lyrics of the song. So let's just lift our hands to heaven. Father, we just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again. Thank you for the gift of Jesus. Thank you that we can feed on Jesus. Jesus, you said those of us who would feed on you and eat of your flesh and drink of your blood, we have everlasting life. It's amazingly beautiful. What a meal. Thank you for great grace. Thank you for the living word. Thank you for the bread of heaven. Thank you today. We can sit in your presence. We can lift our hands. We don't have to be worried and nervous about nothing. Jesus, your Lord, you love us completely. You favor us abundantly. And you bless us eternally. Yeah. Father, let every heart find help and hope within the sound of my voice this morning. We thank you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. What a treat to be here. I greet all of you watching on the live streams as well today. We welcome you. Hope you all had a wonderful, wonderful Christmas season. And uh, looking forward to the new year. You know, we need to be excited and delighted. Because our Father cares for us. He really, really does. And He covers us completely. I think the world systems and our world uh, circumstances can be so full of disappointment. But you can't let disappointment, you know, seep into your spiritual system, so to speak. You can't get it into your mindset. We have to understand that Jesus is leading. He's guiding. He's providing. And He's got all of His kids covered very, very well. So, hey, thanks for being planted in the local church. Thanks so much, too, for your your joyous uh, giving this year to the local church. And it's great to see the joy of generosity. Great to hear the stories. Pastor Nancy mentioned about this beautiful lady and the heater and just the different people have been blessed. You know, sometimes it's a meal. Sometimes it's a, a blanket. Sometimes it's heat. Sometimes it's a roof over your head. Whatever. The needs of people change. Our needs all change differently. I, we have different emotional needs, different dynamics in life. And I know some people I've been trying to help this month, you know, never, never knew they would need help. But sometimes our help is not necessarily a physical thing, but it's, it's just the comfort of conversation. It's the comfort of somebody in your life that you can, you can risk yourself and be real with, you know, and be open and be vulnerable. And, and people can speak into your life and stabilize your mindset and your world in the love of God. So we all have different needs at different seasons and different times. But the Lord is good. But thank you for your joy of generosity. And I believe the the, the, the dream that Pastor Mark, Pastor Brenda had in their heart, the assignments they have for this house and for the ministry heart of the bay is all going to be fulfilled beautifully and fully as, uh, as God's people continue just to, uh, like Pastor Tom said, just the, 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 the law of priority or, or however he phrases it, so, so beautiful and powerful. But, but, but to seek Jesus first, to give and to, uh, 
to partner with, uh, with his heart and his plan. By the way, let me say thank you to you because in your joy of generosity, you all have an assignment Pastor Mark told me about a week ago or so by phone. Uh, you all are sponsoring uh, a room at our new, uh, we're building in the Philippines what I call the Retreat at Victory Lane our main little driveway into the campus and the project where we have the life homes for kids and the pavilions and, and sanctuaries and media rooms and all these things. We, we, our last little phase is to build the retreat at Victory Lane, which is to equip young people in villages for ministry. It's to equip pastors and teachers and leaders uh, for, this, for this hour, for this time, for this generation. And so I think I, I sent a little... Uh, picture or two. Do we have any of those photos available? This is it. It's going to be six rooms and then kind of a meeting room and eating room. But Heart of the Bay is sponsoring one of the rooms. It's going to be the joy room. Hallelujah. And uh, But we're going to have a little plaque uh, from the saints of Heart of the Bay that everybody that uh, comes in and refreshed in the word finds the joy of Jesus in a deep, deep, powerful way. Let's go to the next little picture if we can. This is kind of the aerial view of the different rooms and the different things in the gardens and prayer gardens, but this is what you all are doing. So thank you. This is one of the things that the joy of generosity is doing as well around the world. So go ahead, give the Lord a shout of praise. Can you do that? Amen. Praise the Lord for his goodness and for his grace. It's just so wonderful. And speaking of wonderful, I want to share with you today, here this day after Christmas, and as we step and look forward into this new year, it's amazing. This uh, 2021 has been uh, kind of cumbersome in so many different dimensions, and sometimes we wonder what 2022 uh, holds for all of us, but the, the Lord loves us, and He's faithful to us. And I just want you to know, no matter what the circumstances of a world system throw at you, uh, you have a wonderful life. And Pastor Tom mentioned, too, about the phrase, I like it, I wrote it down, about Jesus is your promised land. And or the, maybe the lyric of the song said that, that as we sang. But uh, there, there's a wonderful life for all of us in Christ Jesus. So let's look at some of these uh, prophecies that were proclaimed hundreds of years before Jesus came. Go with me, if you would, in your Bible to Isaiah chapter 7. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Here is what the scripture says. Isaiah 7, verse 14. It says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. I don't know about you, but I like sign. I, I, like, I like directions. I like to know where to head, where to go, what to do. But the sign for a wonderful life is Jesus. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. I like that. God with us. And you know, uh, Jesus doesn't come to leave. He comes to stay. And you don't have to have any kind of disappointment that you're in this life on your own, in your circumstances on your own. You have Emmanuel. You have God with you. And that's really the wonderful life, knowing how to access really the love of God, the strength of God, the favor of God, the purposes of God in every moment of every day. Because there's different things that can be thrown your way. But the sign is the love of the Lamb. It's Jesus the one who has come. And this is what Jesus provides. Isaiah talks about it as well a few chapters later. This is on Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says this, For unto us a child is born. Jesus is his name. Unto us a son is given. And the government, the government of the kingdom, 
will be upon his shoulder. And his name, Jesus' name, Emmanuel's name, will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. I want to talk to you a little bit, like I said, about it's a wonderful life in Christ. You have a standing, you have a position, no matter what is happening in this world system, no matter what we're stepping into in this new year, you and I, as believers, have access to a wonderful life. Jesus is your promised land, and he provides everything you'll ever need. You know, I like that old song I used to always sing as a kid, Oh, how wonderful, oh, how marvelous is the Savior's love for me. I don't know if you know that old hymn, but sometimes I I just enjoy finding an old hymn and I just kind of put it on rewind. I just listen to it again and again and again. But that word wonderful is kind of a cool word. I, I like that. Jesus is wonderful. He's wonderful. I've been renewing my mind the last couple of weeks because of disappointments in this earthly system. To no, 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 no. I'm not going to buy into what I'm seeing. I'm not going to buy into what I'm experiencing. I have access to a wonderful life in everything because Jesus is the territory I reside in. I reside in Him. He is my promised land. And this is where everything comes up wonderful for you. So, oh, how wonderful, oh, how marvelous is my Savior's love for me. Uh, year after year, for many, many years now, uh, you, you all know our work in Beirut, Lebanon. Your pastors have been there with me to Beirut and been to our campus there and the Life Center in the heart of Beirut. And I uh, go, you know, every year for the last 20 years or so. But uh, uh, during COVID, I haven't gone this last year. Heidi and I got caught when COVID started. Uh, well, in March, it'll be two years and, and, and we were there. But I always go through Switzerland to preach for a brother. You all may know Peter Hessler. He may have preached here many years ago. Or I, I know he's friends with your pastors. But uh, when we're in Switzerland, you know, the German language there in Zurich, uh, there's, there's a word called wunderbar. And this means wonderful. And, and Heidi and I, when we're there together, Heidi loves that word wunderbar. And so, you know, to show how fluent we are in a language, we try to use the local, you know, language. And that's the only word we know. Hallelujah. So everything... <laughs> Everything is wunderbar. And Heidi even looks at me and she tells me, I'm wunderbar. I said, come on, baby. Hallelujah. Keep, <laughs> keep telling the truth to yourself, you know. And, and, and I tell her she's Mrs. Wunderbar. Hallelujah or whatever. She's, but, but wonderful. But this is what Jesus is. His, 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 his name will be called Wonderful. We have a wonderful life because we have a wonderful, wonderful Savior. Some of the words that have similar meanings or the same meaning, some cinnamon, cinnamon, I was going to say cinnamon, but it's not cinnamon. Synonym, that's the word. No sin in him. No, synonym. But some of the words for wonderful are amazing, astonishing, awesome. Eye-opening, fabulous. Do you ever think of Jesus as fabulous? Marvelous, uh, miraculous, stunning, stupendous, wondrous, incomprehensible. 
inconceivable, incredible, unimaginable, unthinkable, extraordinary, phenomenal, rare, sensational, spectacular, uncommon, unusual, notable, outstanding, remarkable, impressive, mind-bending, mind-blowing, mind-boggling. Do you ever think of your life in Christ that way? See, this is the wonderful life you and I have access to. It's beyond all that we can ever imagine. You know, sometimes during this uh, end of a, a, of a calendar year, I reflect a lot and think through life, think through assignments, think through, you know, the, the direction God's given me and try to figure out, well, you know, where, where I'm heading here, what assignments hold, hold me in the future. But I like to be filled with the all of the wonderfulness of Jesus. And really the wonderfulness of what he's done in me and what he's done for me. It's really mind-bending. It is mind-blowing. It's kind of mind-boggling. He is more than wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I want you to approach your new year, you know, planted in the revelation that Jesus, Mr. Wonderful, has come and your life is in him. You have access to a wonderful life, no matter what's going wrong. For example, on the plane this morning, I uh, saw some things just on my phone, you know, different things, thoughts, you know, from the World Systems Press, which are depressing, right? They're, they're, they're depleting, they're depreciating. They, they suck energy out of it. They, they suck life out of it. And I had, I had to counter this by uh, stopping the voices coming in, but also by rehearsing the reality. No, life is wonderful. Amen. Jesus is absolutely wonderful. He's more than wonderful. Many, many years ago, uh, when Heidi and I were younger... Uh, I was in uh, Bible school. I was in Ramah. I actually went to uh, college. I got a BA degree in communications in, in uh, 1979. And it was during that senior year of university down in uh, Azusa Pacific University in Southern California that uh, I started watching a guy on TV named Fred Price. And I got addicted to the message of faith. I got addicted to the word of God. I got addicted to the love of the Lamb. And so I felt called to be a preacher. So even though I studied and had a BA degree, I, I, I thought, well, I need to go somewhere. So I went to seminary for a year. And I thought, well, I'm not, I'm not made for this. You know, I'm not that, really where they were trying to take me. I could, I, my, my head couldn't go there. You know, I'm just not that, not, not, not that sharp or that studious or that brilliant with all the you know, Greek and Hebrew and all these things. So then I heard of Rhema. And the word, the way it was presented, came alive in my spirit. So I went to Rhema in 1981. And I met a young lady there about two months into my uh, Bible school named Heidi. And Heidi was wonderful. And uh, I said, she my promised land. Hell, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, we, we began, you know, enjoying each other's company. And we'd always go to all these Bible services and worship services. And that was the way we dated. You know, we would go to services. And uh, it, was, it was wonderful. But uh, I remember we, we decided to get married. And now this is not, a year later, 1992. Uh, 
And I was broke. Heidi never married me for money. I, I had a job working, working for a, a mission organization. And my salary was $600 a month. So that's, that's all I had. And uh, so she made $800 a month. And we were going to get married. So I took a, a part-time job with a travel agency. And in the travel agency, uh, they gave me an assignment to work with the Imperials, the singing group. I don't know if you remember the Imperials back in the day. And so then uh, they wanted me to promote this cruise to the Bahamas called the Sail On Crew. The Imperials had a song called Sail On. And uh, so I would, uh, was asked then to travel on the band bus. So they had a bus for the singers. They had a bus for the band. They had another vehicle pulling all the lights and equipment and speakers. And they would fill these big arenas, you know. And uh, anyway, I, I would sleep on this little couch in the band bus. And, uh, uh, but somehow, God gave me favor. Because I just spoke of the wonderfulness of Jesus. I just would talk about the love of God in Christ. And so the owners of the Imperials, two of the singers, Armin Morales and Jim Murray, they liked me. And uh, sometimes they'd have me on the, on the, on the, on the singer's bus. And just to eat and have a meal. And they would ask me about spiritual things, you know. And I was a kid. I, I just was excited about Jesus. And he's wonderful. He's wunderbar. And uh, somehow it, it, it warms people's hearts. So anyway, to make a long story short, they invited me after all of their concerts to come up on the stage and give an altar call. To tell people that Jesus was wonderful. And my only job at those things was to, you know, ride from city to city and stand behind a six-foot table with a little banner, sail on cruise, get an application. And I would get out, give applications on it, and I'd put my initials on it because if somebody signed up, I would get a $50 bonus. I thought, my, 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 I'm going to be a rich man. Hallelujah, I'm going to get $50. But my great joy in this series, like four, five, six months, however long it was, was to come up on the stage after their last song and tell people that Jesus is wonderful. And you can have a wonderful life in Christ. And so I'd give altar calls and people would come to Christ. And uh, so this happened for a long period of time. But then during this season, there were some upstart singers who would uh, like front the Imperials. The Imperials would be the main act. But there was a guy named Carmen. Remember, remember Carmen? So Carmen was just starting. And Carmen would ride the band bus with me. He would be on one couch sleeping. I'd be on the other. And we'd talk, we'd talk the word. He was a very devout, devoted, strong person of faith. And Carmen and I, we would, we would just speak the word. And uh, have a good time. Then, then there was another one who would front the concerts. Her name was Sandy Patty. Remember in that era, Sandy Patty? And oh, she could sing like an angel. Now, she was never on the band bus with us. She had her own little, uh, you know, little RV thing she would travel in. But uh, we'd go from city to city preaching. But Sandy Patty and a guy named Larnell Harris, back in the 80s, they recorded a song, He's More Than Wonderful. You ever hear that song? I tell you, during this Christmas season, I've been playing that song again and again and again and again 
and again. You know why? Because I want to live a wonderful life. In the midst of pain, in the midst of suffering, in the midst where people don't have a clue about what to do, you and I have a promised land. His name is Jesus. And we have a wonderful life in Christ. Here's the lyrics of this song, He's More Than Wonderful. He promised us that He would be a counselor, a mighty God, and a prince of peace. He promised us that He would be a father and would love us, with a love that would not cease. Well, I tried him and I found his promises are true. He's everything he said that he would be. The finest words I know could not begin to tell just how much Jesus really means to me. For he's more than wonderful than my mind can conceive. He's more wonderful than my heart can believe. He goes beyond my highest hopes and fondest dreams. He's everything that my soul ever longed for. He's everything. He promised and so much more. He's more than amazing. He's more than marvelous, more than miraculous could ever be. He's more than wonderful. That's what Jesus is to me. Aren't you glad I sang a solo this morning? Hallelujah. Huh? This is true. But I promise you this, if you find that, search it on YouTube or, you know, whatever your music app is, whatever. You'll, you'll find it. And play it again and again and again. And decree to yourself, I have a promised land. His name is Jesus. And in Jesus, I have a wonderful life. I have access to everything I'll ever need in Jesus. He is more than wonderful. This is what you have. Because Jesus came. This is what you have because God loves you. You have a wonderful life. Second thing you have, he's a counselor. He's your wonderful savior, of course. But he's your counsel. Your counselor. I, uh, I don't know about you. I need counsel for a lot of things. I, I, need, I need advice. I need advice how to use my phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> My granddaughters helped me a lot. Say, Granddaddy, this is what you do. Oh, okay. Great. Thank you. You know, I, I have to ask them, though. They, 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 they show me. Heidi gives me advice. My wife, even if I don't ask, sometimes she'll give me advice. You know, <laughs> you know but most times you get counsel, you inquire. The Bible says you inquire of the Lord. You inquire the Lord. You ask of the Lord. How, do, do, you, do you spend much time asking the Lord for counsel? I do. You know, I have a little thing issue uh, in mutual faith in the ministry that's frustrated me with, with government and, and uh, you know, uh, regulations and different things. And so I have, a, I have a consultant who's been handling all this stuff, but the people aren't seeming to get what we're sending. And then it, it gets just frustrating. And it, it disturbs my spirit. It, it, it makes me uneasy because I don't have a clue about this stuff, you know, but it, it frustrates me. But I go to the Lord. 
He's my counsel. You have a wonderful life when you have access to counsel. And I find most of my counsel comes through the Word and in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Holy Ghost. I love it. There's peace. There's sufficiency. There's solutions. You have counsel in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the wisdom of God. In fact, in the Gospel of Luke, one time Jesus responds in the phraseology, says something like, the wisdom of God spoke. The wisdom. Jesus, Jesus is your counsel. You have a wonderful life because you have access to counsel. He's your advocate. He stands in the gap for you in all things and at all times. He covers you. Hallelujah. He's your counselor. So what you're looking for in terms of wisdom, it is accessible. For all things and at all times. You have access in Christ, in your promised land. You have access to the mind of Christ. I love it. And then the application of that wisdom in the knowledge. Here's what Jesus said, John 16, verses 12 through 15. Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now. You know, there's certain things in life that you can't reveal to certain people at certain seasons. Certain things require a, a, a maturity. For example, my granddaughters, they're, they're young. They're, there's an innocence about them. They, they can't take some heavy information that this world offers. It, it breaks people. There are certain things that Jesus wants to share with you, but you've got to come to a resting place in him so he can, he can, he can unload it in a way where you, you have discernment with it. Jesus said there are certain things I can't tell you now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, and he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. I'm looking for now, even as I'm praying in the spirit a lot these last few days and last few weeks, just discernment for this new year, because in the new year, I'm going to live a wonderful life. I'm not going to settle for the chaos and pain and headache and stress and contention of this world system or the world system's thinking. I'm living free from fear. I'm living free from the dictates of, the, of, of darkness. I'm going to walk in the light. Jesus said in verse 14, He'll glorify me, speaking of the Spirit. He will take of what is mine and He'll declare it to you. I love it. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So I inquire of the Lord. You know, even the people that I work with in Mutual Faith Ministries, they all know things I don't know. Every one of them. Every one of them. I, I, ask, I ask them all for, for wisdom on things. Whether it has to deal with facilities whether it has to deal with whatever the issue is. They all know something I don't know. So I'm glad they're around me. And I ask their counsel. To me, it's not a, 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 a point of insecurity to ask for help. To me, it's a, a sign of strength. And it's very, very important that we're not afraid to find people who can help. 
and give us wisdom, but your main counsel is Jesus. Jesus is your counselor. So he's, he's your wonderful Savior. He's your counselor, number three. He's your mighty God. He's your mighty God. You know, a wonderful life gives you access to the mighty God of miracles. And thank God we have access to miracles. Miracles are available. I, I believe in the supernatural. I believe in miracles. I believe all things are possible to those that believe. In fact, that's what Jesus said. This is Matthew 19, verse 26. Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God. All things are possible. All things are possible. We have a mighty God. You know, there's situations in our own lives sometimes that can absolutely uh, puzzle you. Heidi and I were talking about this even on Christmas Day, you know, with, with family, extended family and friends, relatives, whatever. We're just reminiscing ourselves with, with issues of life that people have. And we realize that <laughs> in and of ourselves, we can't fix none of it. But we have a mighty God. We have a mighty God. We can inquire with the Lord for wisdom. We can pray. And Jesus can move supernaturally, powerfully, and intervene. Even before people know how to believe right and do right. You know, for example, do you know, this is, this is what it says. I like this, uh, this phrase in John chapter 5, verse 6. Jesus saw this man ha having a condition. He was lying there for a long time. He knew that he'd been in that condition a long time. He said to him, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Do you believe that Jesus is big enough for whatever your struggle is? Even if it's been a long-term thing. Sometimes we just get comfortable with how uncomfortable life is. And we think, well, we just have an uncomfortable life. No, we have a wonderful life. We have a wonderful life in Christ because we have a Savior who does mighty things. He does mighty things. And that's why I love miracles and intervening in the hearts and lives of people. The fourth thing we're promised is Jesus is our everlasting Father. We are family. I love it. We are in the Father's family. You know, the psalmist said it this way in Psalms 27.10. Psalm 27, 10, it says, Even though the father and mother reject me, the Lord has taken me in, or the Lord will take care of me. See, do you have that kind of confidence in Jesus, no matter what rejection the world system gives you, no matter what they do to keep you on the outside, Jesus embraces you. He always says you're included. You're included. Romans 8, 16 says this, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. You're in the family. You are a beloved child of God. You're a son. You're a daughter. You have a father who loves you, who cares for you, who's going to meet your every need. You have to go into the new year with this kind of confidence. I'm in the family. I'm in the father's family. I'm not overwhelmed. I have no fear. I have no worry. I have no anxiety about nothing. Jesus is Lord. And sometimes the counsel I receive, you know, the, 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 the knowing of the, the intimacy of family that I gain is, is, not, is, is, is not praying with my understanding, but praying in the Spirit. What a gift we have to pray in the Holy Ghost. 
Then the fifth thing, this is the fifth principle in terms of what Jesus was going to do. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of Peace. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave, leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives you do I give you. Do not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Hallelujah. Neither let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Neither let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Neither let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. My peace I give to you, not as the world system gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be let not let not let not let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The way to a wonderful life is believing that Jesus is your peace in everything. I don't know how many times through the years uh, Heidi's had to tell me, Keith, you got to have peace here, or I've had to tell Heidi when her heart's stirred and frustrated with complications and worry and fear. No, we have peace here. We're not going there. We're not going to take the burden. We're not going to carry the trouble. We're not going to have to fix anybody or anything. We're going to rest in the finished work of Jesus and we're going to decree a thing. We have the peace of God. And friend, this is the way you have a wonderful life. When you don't take the care, you don't take the fear, you let Jesus be your everything. If this is who Jesus is to you, this is what you have access to. He's wonderful. He's counselor. He's mighty God. He's everlasting father. He's prince of peace. That can be your prayer. That can be your confession. You could confess that for the next seven days going into the new year. I have a wonderful life in Christ Jesus. Jesus is my territory. Jesus is my promised land. Jesus is wonderful. I, I have everything that's absolutely connected to the Lamb of God. He's my counsel. He's my wisdom. You could go through that. Have that your declaration. Have that your prayer. Have no fear. Have no worry. No anxiety about anything. But get ready to take your stand and take your place in Him. When Jesus lived His earthly life, He did a work to redeem you. He did a work to redeem me from the failure, from the sin, from the brokenness, from the first Adam. Jesus came as the second M, and he's reconciled all things, including you. He's reconciled all things, including me. And he did it through the cross and the resurrection. This is where you take your standing. This is where you have a standing ground. It's in Christ, and it's through what he's done. It's not what you do. You don't have to work yourself up for a wonderful life. You just accept it. You receive it. And you walk in the experience of it. Let me show you something. This is one of the, my favorite verses. These next couple of verses I'm going to read. Look at Romans chapter 4. Are you all still glad you're here? Hallelujah. Romans chapter 4. Look at this. Verse 25. It's speaking of Jesus. Mr. Wonderful. It says, He was delivered up because of your offenses or your sin. Jesus went to the cross because you and I were naughty and because of our sin. The sin of the whole world was placed on him. Jesus took your sin before you actually physically were here to sin. He did it 2,000 years ago. But he went to the cross for the sin of the world once and for all. God calculated it out of the framework of time. He put it all on him way back then. And it says... He was delivered up because of your offenses, and he was raised up because of our justification. He was raised up because of our justification. In other words, it's been done. 
See, the way I know I'm justified, the, the only way Keith Hershey knows he's righteous is by looking to Jesus. That he took my sin and he was raised up. The Young's Literal Translation says this. Do we have the Young's Literal Translation? I'll read it if we don't have it. Oh, here we have it. Look at this. Jesus, who was delivered up because of our offenses or sin, and was raised up because of our being declared righteous. See, you were declared righteous in the resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus is your receipt and your proof that you're righteous with God. It's an amazing thing. It's a beautiful... I tell you, this, this puts your heart at such peace. This is the way you have access to a wonderful life. And when you see this as the truth concerning you, and you re- believe this, then look at the next verse says. Verse, this is chapter 5, verse 1 now. It says, Therefore, uh, having been declared righteous then by faith, this is New King James Version, therefore having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. If peace is your portion... You have access to it because you know you're justified. All because of the work of Jesus. Now look at verse 2. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. So because you know you're righteous in Jesus, you're a wonderful life, you take hold of it, you have access to it by faith into grace, which is the favor of the Father, that's unmerited. Wherein you stand. This is your standing ground. See, the wonderful life you and I have access to in this new year comes by taking access to it by faith into grace. Wherein you stand. You call it your standing ground. This is where you live. This is where you hang your hat. This is where you, this is, this is where you uh, uh, have your identity. You have access by faith into this grace wherein you stand. You know, uh, this, uh, this coming Saturday, of course, New Year's Day, they have the Rose Bowl Parade. So, you know, I live in Southern California, and, and uh, so through the years when our kids were young, we would go to the Rose Bowl Parade every year. People asked me, they texted me here a couple of days ago, Keith, are you going to the Rose Bowl Parade? No, I'm not going. <laughs> you know, <laughs> have at it. Hallelujah. I'm staying home. Glory. Praise the Lord. But back when I was younger and the kids were young, every year we'd go to the Rose Bowl Parade. And it was always a little bit of chaotic and uh, supposedly fun, but, you know, chaotic. And, and uh, you'd get up early, early, early and go fight the crowds and try to find a place to stand. And, you know, you're standing, unless you're spending a lot of money for bleacher seats. But I was so tight and broke, I didn't, I didn't buy seats, you know. And so I'd be, you know, six, eight, ten deep, and I'd have the little kids on my shoulders trying to see whatever. And uh, so then I, I came up with a better idea. I said, no, there's got to be a place to have access where I stand. So on Colorado Boulevard there where the parade comes down through Pasadena, there's a little health food store. And in this little health food store, this uh, wonderful lady that uh, would sell vitamins and stuff, we'd buy some vitamins there. And I asked her one time, I said, you think you could do me a favor and help me with a standing ground? Uh, Is there a way in front of your store that you could just have chairs? I said, I'll bring you the chairs and just put them right at the curb and we'll put things over, all reserved. And could you do that like a day before the parade or something? And 
She said, well, I'll do it, you know, for a little money. I said, okay, you know, how, how much money? She said, well, how about $10 a chair? I said, that's fine. So we, we'd have the whole front of her, 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 her store. And uh, I, I didn't have to get up early. I didn't have to do nothing except show up. And then the brother walked in. Hallelujah. I had access by faith, which was paid for, into a grace, a favor, where I stand. So year after year after year after year after year after year, that was my standing ground. That was the Keith Hershey zone. It was paid for. Now you have something that's been paid for by someone else. Jesus Christ paid for everything for you to have a wonderful life. He paid for everything. He paid it once and for all. There's nothing you got to do in installments. There's nothing that's past due. You, you can't uh, disqualify yourself because you were naughty. Because you say, oh, Keith, I live such a, a loser life. I'm such a fleshly, carnal person. Big deal. Come on in. Come on into the place where you stand. It's favored ground. You have access to everything Jesus has provided for you. And if you stand in it long enough, you're changed. You're transformed. Because it's all from beholding Jesus. You have access by faith into this grace wherein you stand. You have a standing in this life, in the, in the, in the favor of the Father. You have a standing before God in the favor of the Father. With no fear. If you've been perfected in the love of God, there's no more fear of judgment. None, the Bible says. See, this is a, this is a wonderful life. And your receipt for the truth about you is not you. Your receipt for the truth about you is Jesus. He was raised because God declared you righteous. And all you did is said, hallelujah. And I tell you what, when you, when you take that standing ground, you're transformed. You live loved. Then you love one another. You live loved. You live being loved. It's the beauty of believing. It's a wonderful thing. Do you know where you stand? Today. Do you know where you stand in this new year? Are, are, are you overwhelmed? Are you filled with fear? Are you worried about more government regulation, more government this, more that, more the economy, the ups, the downs, the stock market, the this, the world, the, the, the whatever, chaos? I have a standing ground. His name is Jesus. And Jesus to me is more than wonderful. Jesus to me is my counselor. Jesus to me is my mighty God. Jesus to me is my everlasting father. Jesus to me is my prince of peace. If you believe it, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the joy of our salvation. And this is why Jesus has come. He's come to be all these things to you. How do you determine where you're standing? By looking to Jesus. Seeing his death and resurrection. But how do you experience the truth of that? You can experience the truth of where you're standing 
by what you think. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta guard this territory, man. I tell you, that's the that's the that's the that's the most difficult thing in my life is to guard this little territory, the mindset, what I allow into this little brain set. This the, the thinking patterns. Because the, the, my mind can take me out of a good standing. My mind can make me strive. My mind can make me a nervous mess. You got to guard what you think. Then you got to guard what you say. The tongue can be a little bit naughty. Huh? Man, your tongue can absolutely cut loose. And you think, Wow. How in the world? Well, you, it's taking you out of your standing. You're seeing your world. You're seeing people in a wrong view. Right. So you got to determine where you stand by what you think, what you say, and what you do. Because you are in him and you have who he is. You have what he is. He's your everything. Oh, my goodness, I'm preaching too long, and i got to catch a flight. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Say this with me. Say, thank you, Jesus. You're more than wonderful to me. Thank you for a wonderful life. I am blessed. I end this year in the strength of the Spirit. I speak the word over my life, over my family, over my world. I say in Jesus' name, Jesus is my holy ground. Jesus is my promised land. I take my place. I take my standing. I have access to everything. Jesus is to me. I have access by faith into grace wherein I stand. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm blessed abundantly. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a shout, somebody. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Put your hands over your heart. Father, I just bless each person within the sound of my voice. Those are physically in this auditorium. Those watching on live streams today. Jesus, you're wonderful. Thank you that we have access to everything you are. We have a wonderful life. Father, I bless every home, every marriage, every circumstance, every situation. Everything that seems to be frustrating the hearts of anyone in this place. I speak healing. I speak wholeness. I speak well-being. Jesus, we take your counsel. We take the counsel of the Word of God. We take the counsel of the Holy Ghost. Father, I speak your healing, your blessing, your favor over every person in this place. And Father God, if there's somebody watching in the sanctuary or watching through the live streams, Father, I ask if they have not yet made a decision to receive Jesus as Lord, to receive the gift of salvation, to know this wonderful Savior, to experience a wonderful life, that by faith right now, they say yes to Jesus. That, Friend, if you 
If you've never said a prayer, just say a simple prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I receive your love. You died for me. You were raised from the dead. You are my righteousness. I receive the gift of salvation. Amen and amen. Friend, if you a simple little prayer with a heart believing Jesus has done a perfect work, you're walking now into the reality of a new creation. Let your heart be happy and find great peace in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Happy New Year. Praise the Lord.